The following episode was recorded over Zoom during the COVID lockdown. The technical audio quality may have room for improvement, but we did what we could and hope you can still enjoy our story and adventure. Hey there, Carmichael here. You're listening to Fables of Refuge, a series led by my good friend Jarrett Sullivan with our friends and creative peers, Jess Ayers, Allie Fitzgerald, Carter H. Michael, and Laura Daly. This is the first of many series planned, our firstborn child, if you will. If you like what we're doing or think you have the means to generously chip in and make our stuff better, please head over to patreon.com slash fablesd20. If you've never played D&D or watched or listened to any Dungeons & Dragons content before, I got you covered. Basically, it's an improvised adventure game where the players roleplay as their characters to tell an unscripted long-form story. They generally can do whatever they want, but the results of their actions are dictated by the Dungeon Master and the rolls of dice. The standard die used is a 20-sided dice called a D20, and basically the higher the roll, the better the outcome, one being total failure, 20 being total success. With that being said, let's begin. Live. We're live. <laughs> hey, look at look at Carmichael doing it differently than every other time before. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Fables of Refuge. Woo! Yay! Yay! I'm your dapper dungeon master, Jared Sullivan, and these are your players. Hi, I'm Jess Ayers. I play Tazu, the blue dragonborn monk. Hi, I'm Laura Daly, and I play Chandri, the half-elf fighter. Hi, I'm Carter Michael, and I play Ash, the tiefling ranger. Hi, I'm Ali Fitzgerald, and I play Marza, the tiefling sorcerer. Hey, I'm Carmichael. I play Julius, the treant cleric. All right. So we had a little time off. Things were kind of busy here, but uh, we're back, and we're happy to be back, and we're glad you're with us. Uh, our first bit of business today, this very day is the anniversary of the birth of one Carter Michael. So, hooray! Uh, we know it's a horrible thing to do on Zoom, but we're gonna attempt a happy birthday. So, hmm. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, birthday to you. I make it wish. <laughs> oh. Wow, that was actually surprisingly good. <laughs> uh, thank you. All right. So Welcome it is Carter's boy. birthday. Happy birthday, Carter. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Unfortunately, Ash died. So you're going to have no <laughs> in the night. Uh, so, okay. Uh, when we last played, our heroes had finally defeated Granny Gristlegums, mm. a specter of the past, uh, and uh, have fully uh, purged the Loa farm of her corruption. And uh, set, and there's some interesting trees now growing there. 
got some cool new items leveled up and made their way back to Ginnon. And uh, upon reaching the western wall of Ginnon, uh, so came upon a scene of a halfling with a fancy vest and a coat exasperatedly speaking to uh, a group of goblins that seemed to be uh, set up a little shanty on the side of the wall and one in particular a uh, robed uh, kind of strange goblin with a, a staff that she's shaking in the face of the exasperated Lord Mayor Vernon Plowshare. What would you like to do? Tazu. Is that me, Shaq? Yes. Oh, God. What's wrong? She's fine. She's just... She's she's just an old old goblin lady. It's fine. It's fine. She's, she's very creepy. You go first. Okay. Tazu will approach me, Shaq. I follow. Hi, me, Shaq. How are you? Do you remember us? Right, so she's like... Like very speaking in Goblin to Vernon, who is actually speaking in Goblin back to her. Uh, you know, like, as she turns and sees you, she's like, <laughs> and then she uh, Marza like, like around in her robes and like reaches in and like rips off some like jerky or bark or something. It's hard to tell what she ate. Man, if she chews it. Spit some out, and she's like, "You come." <laughs> Mars uh, is just like holding on to Chandra, like, "Oh God, yeah." I, I assume I'm behind them. Uh, come, come where? Here now, speak. <laughs> Don't hear her little shaking step, I'm, Chandra. I'm, mm. I'm laughing visibly, not like visibly, <laughs> but like I'm. Um, visibly amused. Visibly amused. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, we're Hi, here, Meshach. Good to see you. Hi, Vernon. How are you? Do you remember us? <laughs> he he bows. He's like, yes, of, uh, 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 of course, of course. Welcome back, heroes. Uh, uh, glad glad to see you. Um, uh, we're having uh, uh, quite a time. <laughs> Here now, okay. Um, uh, you do do you know uh, uh, this, this this goblin? Yes. Yeah, this is Meshack. She has. Are the twins okay? Are they still here? Like oh, mm, mm. and she like yells back. She's like, come, come, little ones. And like there, if you look back, there's like kind of tents and some like little more like wooden structure that they've built like lean-tos against the outer wall and there's quite a few goblins here there's like two dozen or so and uh like out of the the crowd like comes running the the twins still small still cute and they're just like chasing each other with sticks and like slapping at each other and like running around and then they just like go back to whatever they were doing <laughs> Come, you let make them let us come in. What, Vernon? Why won't you let them in? I would. I, I am perfectly happy to welcome 
our goblin friend into the city. However, because there was the attack, which you yourself uh, defended the city from, uh, there are a certain amount of citizens who are quite wary of allowing this, and so we're trying to work that out. Well, didn't you tell them what happened? It wasn't their fault. Well, yes, I understand that, and and others understand that, but uh, it's 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 trying times, and and some people are worried, and we're we're trying to do our best. Maybe, I mean, maybe uh, maybe you could help speak with them as like heroes, and you've been out and 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 seen more of what's happening, maybe. Yeah, those people sound stupid. We should talk to them. Yeah, plus, I mean, Meshach didn't attack the city. I don't know about the other goblins here, but, like, the individuals who are here are not the same individuals that attacked the city, right? And it wasn't their fault. You can't assume that every, like, all, everyone within a race acts the same. Well, of course, we we understand that, of course, but these are... Uh, goblins that were maybe related or connected to those who were taken under sway, and it's complicated. Uh, but uh, I, I think we're, we're almost there. That uh, we have room. So, uh, but uh, Julius will uh, go to like the couple dozen. Uh, goblins and we'll just um are any of you planning on hurting anyone are you speaking in common mm-hmm. they just they're, they're all like oh they're like the walking tree thing oh and the, <laughs> like the two little like two little ones that look identical to one another essentially um, start just like running around your legs and like kind of like playfully tapping you with the sticks like, <laughs> like running around and then oh <laughs> turn to uh, burn in oh looks like none of them want to cause any harm <laughs> we can speak to the townspeople yeah, do you think that'll help? Enter, not safe. Oh, what? Wait, there's a threat. What do you mean, not safe? Outside, not safe. Do, do you not know? safe outside the city? That's true, but do you think there's a threat coming? Mm, something. Bad winds. Well, I know what makes bad winds. Mm. Did Julius just I hate you? Did Julius just make a <laughs> yeah. He did. Uh, uh, yeah, we can we can we can we can uh, talk to the to the townspeople if there's like a meeting or something. Vernon, if you want to call a meeting. Um, well, there's uh, essentially three three factions, if you will. Uh, uh, the, our uh, illustrious uh, uh, craftsman Zeb Cooper 
Uh, he he seems to be leading the opposition. Um, usually a fair man, but uh, he seems opposed. Um, Brother Alpez of the House of Light and Dark is uh, more on on the fence, but because of his not being sure, is uh, is leaning toward no, and then. Uh, uh, Zandov Smith, uh, she's on our our side, as it was uh, um, helping, trying to get them in, uh, along with uh, our friends from the Donut. Uh, they've been graciously uh, bringing out uh, like day old baked goods for for these people. So, um, yeah, those, those seem to be the three leaders. Uh, if you could speak to them. And then maybe we could work out an accord. Um, I do know that the um, the Justicar will uh, happily adjudicate um, the discussion and and um, and make a uh, unbiased uh, judgment on such a thing. Uh, I can't just. I might be the Lord Mayor, but that's not really how we we do things. I can't just take action that people don't agree on. So if we can sway more people and then have uh, the Re- Bahamut's Reeve pass a judgment on it in our favor and then we could, even if some were grumpy, we could uh, have them in, like we have we have places for them to be, we have housing available and um, we can make it work I just, I need uh, I'm glad you're here because I could just use your help uh, it's been difficult and now there's talks of of rebellion or independence, however you want to see it, and it's uh, it's a difficult time. So well, we're going to litigate this in court. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, it would probably be the best legal way to go about it. I would think. Mm. That sounds boring. <laughs> sounds well, exciting. Maybe talk to talk to uh, the people who have mm. some respect for you as heroes of, of this town. Um, and then maybe we can figure it out. Yes. A debate. Yeah. Like a, like a town hall. Mm-hmm. You need a date? We, we are, uh, it is part of our way. So it would be. Why don't we just gather everyone together and tell them to stop being racist? I think well, that's a good plan. Disagree. I, I imagine, um, but you know, it might just turn into more um, less productive means. Okay. I say we start with speaking with Zandov, and is that Zeb? Zan- Zandov. Zandov. Mm-hmm. What about Zeb? Did you say Zeb? Am I, I crazy? Said I said both. Okay. I was like, wait, am I having a stroke? Zeb leads the opposition. Mm-hmm. Right. So if we talk to Zandiv, and is that is that a guy or a girl? She, she's the uh, she's she. the wife of the Smith, so uh, half orc. Um, we can sort of uh, work together, coordinate with Zandiv, and then. Uh, speak to brother what was the what was the brother's name brother Olpez Olpez 
we oh, can sort of goodness. get if we can convince the brother together with someone that that we respect we'll have two to the three factions supporting us and that'll be a majority we're really good at this ash thank you my family is related to some of the judge stuff and with uh, Bahamut so my, oh, my dad well, so I kind of know some of this stuff well good because I don't really know a lot about this but I will need help because I am not the smartest or most charismatic but so if you guys think of good ideas <laughs> well, don't worry <laughs> don't worry I have an eight charisma I am the best I can help talk anyone into something. Okay. But before well. we before we go in, uh, Tazu wants to talk to Vernon for a second. Um, mm-hmm. Vernon, have you heard anything about um, Lion Crag or the monastery there? Um. I, uh, I'm not very familiar with, uh, with that, um, but maybe, uh, uh, I could, I could reach out to other, like, government contacts or, um, maybe some of the more, like, traveling folk in town, uh, we do have our, um, uh, there's guild, uh, representation here for, uh, people traveling across the sea of grass and, and whatnot. So um, they might have some news or we could uh, uh, maybe send a message or something. That that would be very nice. Thank you. I um, just am concerned for the sanctuary oh, um, based on... We had another encounter with Granny Crystal Gums. Oh my! She's dead. Don't worry. We killed her good. Oh, that's bad. but um. So she won't be bothering anybody again. But she said something that, like, I don't know if it's true. Like, she could have been lying, or she could have been speaking in metaphor because she's crazy. But she said something that made me concerned for the safety of the sanctuary and the people there. So I just want to make sure everything is okay. Well, we'll, um, we'll do what we can to, to try to um, enlighten the, the, you on the situation. Thank you. I appreciate it. No, of course. Okay. Um, so the, the okay, farm bye. has been cleared. <laughs> the farm has been cleared <laughs> then, I, I take it. Um, I thought we had uh, hopefully had dealt with that before, but I'm glad that uh, I heard of some strange goings on, but um, some missing folk and whatnot. But it seems everyone's turned turned back up. So, That's um, good. yeah, she came back, but we killed her this time. It's okay. Oh, great. Um, then I guess um, he looks over at uh, Ash. She's like, I guess the uh, the lower farm is uh, wholly yours now. We can uh, make an uh, adjustment onto the deed and make sure it's uh, all stamped and. Ready to go. Thank you. And also, I'm probably going to need to hire some people to maintain it. Oh, uh, well, we always, um, there's always people looking for, 
uh, land to work, of course. Great. Good. Great. Well, uh, welcome back to Ginnon. Hopefully, maybe uh, one day you might see it as a home. Thank you. Thanks. What are the walls made out of? Sandstone. Hmm. So, Julius, this is uh, the structure. Uh, the walls are... What, what did I say last time? Like, it's been a while. Uh, 15, 20 feet tall. They're pretty big. Um, they are a, a pale sandstone on the outside. They're very thick. When you're going through the gate, um, they're, they're, they're big, like, for, they're basically, for, it's basically a fortification wall, essentially. Um, a couple people can walk along the top. And uh, then on the inside of Ginnon, the town is, most things are about two stories tall. Some are maybe a little taller. Uh, the roofs are red tile and um, kind of uniformly over everything. And there's well-maintained cobblestone streets. And uh, it seems, uh, make a nature check. Seven. Seven. Okay. Well, it's 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 from your eye. It has a natural purpose for the way they've designed it, but it's not quite coming to you because you don't really know much about cities. But it's got a design to it. That you're like, huh? This does something. <laughs> Interesting. As, as they walk in, Tazu's gonna like rub the sandstone because she likes the way it feels. Yeah, it has a nice texture. <laughs> Can you lead us to Zandiv? Oh yeah, the uh, if you come to the center of town and then uh, and then turn on the northern road, uh, you'll, you'll hear them clanging away. I think you guys have been there. As the that's the Smiths. Zandiv is his. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we've been there. We yeah. got we, we got scrap copper for Harold from for him. Harold. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So Z- Zandiv is is. Uh, the his wife. wife and his name is in my notes right here <laughs> we didn't run into harold again that's so sad yeah you, the the way you came Weljin was the other guy the way you came um got kind of magically shifted around <laughs> the, the, road, <laughs> the road was a little weird magic because magic and because the world is ever evolving and, from and Jared's because, imagination. <laughs> and because of how hags work with the way they transform physical space. Exactly. Um, so uh, Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Welgen is the is the Smith and Zandov is his wife. Got They're it. both half works. So yeah, you make your way there. It's uh you know, it's it's a, a regular day. People are going about their business. It's it's not um, the stress level of the city isn't, it's obviously not happy times like the last time you were here, but it's not also as bad as when it was being attacked, but people are going about their business and um, there aren't nearly as many people here as when you were here last time, it was for a big like global celebration and people came from all over the world essentially to be here, or at least all over the Mary Sea. Uh, so now it's just like mostly the people that live here and then people that use it as a waypoint when they're crossing the Sea of Grass. Uh, and uh, yeah. So uh, you can, as you head up the main northern road, you can hear the, the blacksmith's work. It is not quiet work. And uh, uh, 
He's a, a farrier. Uh, oh no, he's not. That's someone else. Uh, he's yeah, he's the actual blacksmith, right? So it, the farrier is also right by there. Um, so you can hear him clanging away, and uh, uh, as you approach, you can see uh, a a sturdy half orc woman uh, like yelling something at her husband as he and their kid. I'm pretty sure he's their child. Uh, yeah, Hawkus uh, are working on the the forge. Uh, Tassie. I, Jess, has a question. The farrier is the person that makes horseshoes, right? Horseshoes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Shot, they shot horses. I was like, I know that word. What does it mean? They make horseshoes. You guys need to go <laughs> find the muse. <laughs> What's a muse? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they light lights. <laughs> um, all right, so... Uh, yeah, so there's a there's a, um, a half orc woman who's yelling something at a working her husband and son who are working the smithy. Um, what would you like to be? Hello. Clang, 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 clang. So you, uh, she turns around. Uh, she's got regular like working clothes. She's got an apron and like. Heavy woolens, or eh, not too heavy. It's it's about almost summer. Uh, she's or the uh, season of light. Uh, she uh, is like, oh, uh, it's been a while though. Um, wel- welcome back to thanks. Uh, Gunnan. How are you? Oh, um, we we're, we're well busy, busy. That's good. Mm. So what's the deal with the goblins? Who's out there? Oh, hello. Hi. Uh, Let's let's move uh, where it's nicer to talk. Okay. Uh, So she uh, takes you kind of into their their home and like kind of shop area um, with the doors and stuff. It's a little better. Yes, we're just um, just very passionate about what's going on in the town right now. Could you tell us a bit more about how you're feeling about it? Oh, um, well, the um, goblins showed up uh, a few weeks ago, uh, ragged and 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 pretty desperate. It seemed like not violent, desperate, but. Um, seemed very clear to me they had come for some kind of uh, safety. And, um, well, obviously with the last time uh, we encountered, uh, we dealt with goblins, there was a lot of hesitancy and debate, and we've kind of uh, settled into a medium where they, they, we've kind of built them temporary shelter outside the wall and we bring them things and, and try to help as we can but uh, it's uh, it's been difficult and we can't seem to get uh, enough people to agree to let them inside well does yeah. everyone know that it, it wasn't their fault um well, Ginnon and Goblins haven't had a lot of interaction. They mainly have kept themselves for so long, and uh, Goblins don't have the best rep- uh, best reputation. Uh, uh, 
albeit probably an unfair one. Um, so well, I think they you... understand, but... How do you personally feel? Are you scared of them, or do you oh, no. I'm, to I'm... welcome them in? That one is quite strange. She likes to... Yes, she, um, she kind of creeps me out also. She's intimidating out. to a lot of people, and I think is not helping the situation. But at least I understand. Um, she's kind of their matriarch, as it were, and I um, I understand that those feelings very well. Um, but uh, people are just concerned, and the world has shifted and changed, and in these times. I think we should come together more. Why don't Why don't you share that with the others? I think. Oh, I have. Seem... Okay. Um, but I think it's more of a. Um, I am a pebble uh, dropped into a, a pond, and we can make ripples, but we need a wave. So we need something that can push more. And, I'm really um, good at pushing. <laughs> while <laughs> I, while people do respect mm. us, and uh, I have been kind of appointed the leader of of all the people who want them in, we just need more. Uh, the uh, the stout leaves are with us. They've been helping gather supplies and bring them food, and uh, also kind of. Uh, buttering things up, if you'll uh, forgive the pun, with with people who are more on the fence. Um, and uh, I think we're close, but we've just kind of reached a stalemate. And uh, as, as much as I respect the House of Life and Dark, Brother Olpez's, like, penchant for balance is not helping in this situation. Mm. Um, well, I think... Um, and then, of course, uh, our, our compatriot and friend and, and, and obvious uh, usual Mr. Cooper not being on our side is very strange for us because he's right across the way and we often are doing business together. Uh, he seems to have suffered some sort of slight that he believes is on behalf of these goblins. Uh, a, a shipment of something he was expecting was taken, and uh, and and he believes it's the goblins' fault. I don't know why. We received our shipment along the same days. Um, I don't know. Um, a shipment of what? Well, we were receiving ore um, to work and uh, uh, from Oak. Uh, he was expecting some sort of wood from northern parts. Um, and uh, we, we had assumed they were coming along the same uh, lines, but uh, ours came from the east uh, directly from Oak. His seemed to have come from uh, the northern route and uh, apparently uh, didn't match up, but and then that never arrived. Um, we did have a, the only oddity, there was this, uh, there was a piece of paper buried in our ore. Um, hang on, and she uh, she goes like into her, like uh, 
accounting and things and pulls out there's like a a ripped worn parchmenty piece that uh she hands to she's like this was in that shipment uh uh it's kind of strange to have a, a piece of paper buried in ore but i don't know what it means and um i i don't know if it's related at all but uh here's this is the oddity that i know that dealt with his ship that maybe is related to his shipment or i don't know but um he seems to take it under that these goblins are maybe agents of something more sinister and uh and mm. people are, are oh what does it say um and uh, scra- scraggly, scraggly written, and it's dirty. It's been in ore, so it's like, uh, very, it's very. Uh, Zandov has cleaned it as best you can, but there's only so much you can clean uh, when it comes to mining ore and dust and these sorts of things. Uh, but it says in a scraggly, in a scraggly written common, uh, scales the balance. Scales the balance. Hmm. He's like, I don't, um, I don't know, but, um, scales like, like dragon scales or, or weighing yeah. scales. Yeah. Scales. Or scales. I, I think that's spelled the same, right? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it is. On, I'm, <laughs> it's a play it on balance, <laughs> balance the scales, except for it's flipped and it scales the balance. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is strange. That it's just those words, like nothing yeah. else. Yeah. And no, like drawings or icons or glyphs or. No. Uh, Mr. Cooper's shipment was coming from the north. Yeah, I don't. Um, some kind of wood from far away. I don't. I don't know. Maybe we should go talk to him. Let's talk um... to. Alpez first. Yes, as for Alpez, do you know what specifically might be holding him back? Um, I mean, I don't, um, uh, and she kind of, like, looks at you, Chandri, and, uh, as the only elfish type person, she's like, I don't, um, uh, worship the, the older gods, um, but, uh, forgive me, but, uh, I don't know if you do, but your people, uh, it's your cultural line, I, mean, I guess. But um, uh, I don't, I don't Ol- know much about them. Is Opez an elf or a half-elf? No, he's not, but he's, he's the uh, the brother for the House of Light and Dark, so he maintains those, um, that I don't, belief. I don't think we've met him. Hmm. I haven't. Yeah, he... <laughs> He would have been, for the players, he would have been part of the, when the prince was here and gave his speech and, like, recognized all the religious leadership of, of the area, he would have been one of those people, but that, that's it. But we didn't interact with him. No, I don't think you did. So we saw him in passing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe should we, should we talk to him first to see if we can sway him a little bit? Um, or should we talk to... Uh, Zeb first and get his side of things and then maybe that will help us sway Opez. I would think that 
persuading somebody who, you know, had a shipment intercepted is probably going to be an easier negotiation than like, I mean, I don't know if Brother Olpez's argument is religious in nature. It might be a little bit more difficult to bring him around as opposed to somebody who's just looking for their stuff. Yeah, it's like true to, to dig deeper to make sure it's it's just the shipment issue, and if we're able to sort that out, it, it might be much yeah, easier. Yeah, maybe maybe it wasn't goblins. Maybe the cart broke down, or maybe it was uh, I don't know ghosts. So I'm not sure <laughs> well, what these goblins would do with wood. <laughs> somebody took it. Like that much is clear. Like it. it it didn't just break down and disappear. Like the shipment's right. gone. Yeah, um, so somebody took it. I just don't think mm. that these, you know, homeless goblins are gonna have anything to do with it. Like, what would they be doing with it right now? That's that's what that exactly. was my thought too. Uh, right, because like if they stole a bunch of wood, wouldn't they just like build themselves a new town with it instead of just I, camping next to the wall? I don't know if he thinks that these exact goblins that are outside took it, but that they are somehow in collusion with ones who did. I, I, a long time ago, goblins would raid things, but it has been, that's just like children's stories. They've, they've been that way in a long time. That's why it was so shocking for them to attack us after the earthquake. That wasn't really their fault. No. Yeah, maybe we understanding, should. No. Talk to Zeb first. Okay, let's go talk to him then. What his well, issue is. Thank you so much for your time, and I'm glad you and your family are doing well. That's, um, well, uh, orders are starting to come in for, um, you know, accessories and armor and pieces going to Oak, so that's, um, a boon for us, though I, uh, I do worry that my, uh, my youngling will want to head off, so we're going to, um, try to keep him busy working. Through this smart. entire conversation, if there are any cute or like weird knickknacks, Julius has just been distracted by them and just looking at these weird things. There are some like small, like shapes, uh, metal, like uh, cast iron pieces, um, small animals, and, and whatnot. They seem to have a function, but they are also like. Pretty. With the with the parchment or whatever is mm-hmm. like how big is it? How much of the word scaled scales the balance yeah. are filling up the the paper? Is it? it? It's really just like a scrap. Like someone tore off a piece and wrote on it as as like that fills up the thing. But it's like a scrap that somehow got like lost in this ore. So it could be part of a larger piece of paper. Um, make an investigation check. Let me make sure my skills aren't boosted. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, they are. Uh, 14. Yeah, um, the look of this, it doesn't look like this, like a sentence was ripped off. This doesn't look like a piece of something. This looks like Someone tore the paper and then wrote this as a, a, its own individual piece. Because hmm. okay. I, I think if it was part of a sentence, you could probably kind of see. It doesn't look like that at all. Okay. 
Cool. Uh, well, should we go see Zeb? Guess so. Yeah, Give him my best, I think so. Um, and, uh, and I hope you can maybe get through to him. Um, uh, as, as Julius goes out the door, Julius forgets the duck. Thunk. Mind your head. I mean, she's pretty Sorry. tall. Like it, it's 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 half orc, it's half orc sized building. Uh, but yeah, you are taller, so you're on some of those like top branches, just like maybe you're horned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that stormtrooper in A New Hope that hits the door. Dunk. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, so yeah, just uh, just across really the way is the carpenter. Um, Mm. Uh, so it's you know Ginnon is is a is a city is a large town small city um, it's large towns are right but there aren't that many people that work here so uh, so yeah there's a carpenter and uh, he's just over there uh, there's there's a workshop there's lots of sawdust um, and I guess you see someone you know you know working on some lumber uh, human right he's a human. Um, mm. let me double check. Uh, I don't see, know that we yeah, yeah, this met is, him. This, his shop is as cut would have it. Um, right, because his remember. shop sponsored the was it axe throwing? Yeah, I think his shop sponsored the axe throwing. Yeah, so right. he's but I don't think we met. It. I don't think we met him. Yeah, so uh, you see him and a. Not, uh, let's see, I guess make perception checks. Might as well do this properly. Um, Ooh. 16. Um, so there, there's a, um, a, a, a uh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. 16, <laughs> good. Like six, six, you see, like, there's people. The 16, I'll say, uh, there's a, uh, a thick wrist man working a saw, like, uh, or maybe it's more of like a planer saw. So he's he's working with a uh, a teenager um, who is mostly human. Um, he's got finer features and a little point to his ears, um, and they're like doing a like a planing saw back and forth, and they're cutting like a tree uh, back and forth, and then. Uh, there's uh on the other side of their kind of building there's a uh two other children that don't look quite human one's about 10 one's like little like four and uh the boy the the little one's a girl and the and the older one the older one's a boy and he seems to be like helping her like like feed the horses or give them a snack or something um but yeah so that's that's what's going on outside the Carpentry shop. Where are our horses right now? Are we just? Um, there's stables by the western gate. They took <laughs> yeah. your horses. Great. There. All right. Good. Yeah. 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 Um, You're heroes Maza, of the town. There are people came out to help. There's a guard they, they, that respect you. Yeah. yeah. Um, Maza is gonna approach Zeb. Okay. Um, hello. Ah. Ah. He's like, back it up, back it up, and they like back the the blade up so it doesn't get stuck uh, he's like, uh, uh john just uh 
give us a minute here. Uh, see if your mother needs anything. Oh, uh, oh. Uh, do, do you Hello. remember us? Uh, yes, you uh, you are uh, famous around here, I do believe. Um. Uh, what can I do for you? Well, we we heard that um, you lost a shipment, and we wanted to know if there was anything we could do to help with that. I did, I did. Uh, yeah, there was a. Um, I was expecting uh, some frost elm from the north, and um, it's very expensive and uh, difficult to work. But it. Uh, I'll never get here now. Lost it. Just it. never he's, arrived. He's uh, uh, from what I could find. It seems it was stolen or seized, and these people, you know, they prowl the roads and take things from honest folk. Insight check. All right, making it and roll, roll an insight. <laughs> uh, sixteen. Uh, he seems earnest in his frustrations. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, so I lost Who did it. you get your information from that this happened on the road? No, it's uh, what uh, Tiffin was telling me. He's got lots of shipping connections and these sorts of things, and he said that, uh, that uh, he had heard that uh, these, like, ruffians and work with these goblins had taken it. Hmm. We haven't Tiffin had said the manpower that. to try to seize it or search for it. Tiffin said the goblins were working with the ruffians. Yeah, yeah. He seems to. Uh, it seems to think that it's part of some kind of scheme. How 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 does he know? Were there witnesses? Like, how does he know that the witness the ruffians were working with the, the goblins? Um. He kind of looks around. He's like, "Well, I mean, Tiffin's a, a man of the the world, and um, and uh, he kind of knows how to get things. If you um, take my meaning, inside, so he kind of, uh, he's kind of uh, he seems like he he knows about these sort of things. So I, um, uh, just." As a person who knows how to get things, mm. do you think that he would be the most reliable source when it comes to disclosing how things get gotten? Uh, <laughs> I mean, he just knows these. He knows about these things. I have no reason not to trust him. Okay, that's understandable, and we respect that. Um, however, we've been on the road for quite some time, and. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, we haven't really experienced anything like that, especially from goblins. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, it's just what people have been saying, you know, and so uh, it just seems the prudent thing to do is to just buckle down and and uh, I'm I'm all right with them being outside and then, you know, if there's like real danger coming in to like threaten you know maybe we can let them in but i uh what if we said there was real danger coming well when it gets here we can deal with it hmm. 
Uh, what if it's on its way right now? And when it gets here, it's going to get here so fast that you don't have time to help them. Well, outside. what is it? So should we be doing something right now? No, I'm just speaking hypothetically. Like, what if? Well, we believe we know uh, what how the... Uh, how the goblin attack happened. Hmm. Yeah, I've I've heard. Uh, is it something with you know magic? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. The oh, Lord magic. and Lady. Yeah, I've, I've I've heard about I've heard about that. I don't know. Uh, I, mean, I know that such things are possible. That's why I have you know I've been against uh, the several people who voiced that we should. Uh, uh, react violently to these people. I don't think that's proper. Um, the Lord and Lady affected them so much that they actually burned their homes down because they were under such a a strong enchantment. They, they have and what, what's to keep the Lord and Lady from doing that again and having them burned down Genin? I mean, what's stopping them from doing that to anyone in Genin? Well, they're outside. Well, no, I mean, like people in no, Genin attacking like the Lord and Lady. Well, what if they do that to anyone? Well, they didn't do that last time. They did it to them. The Lord and Lady didn't just affect goblins, though. She enchanted many people. We so, fought yeah, some. There, there was an outpost close to the Cold Well that had a great diversity of people, um, and. All of them, or almost all of them, were under the Lord and Lady's spell. I mean, there was a, a young... Well, who was Kitas? He was a, a young... He was a tranquil... He's a tiefling. Er, yeah, sorry, not Kitas, the, the assistant um, that we got out of the pipe. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the tranquil's, like, apprentice. Yeah, I think yeah. he was an elf or a half-elf. Yeah, so there, we, we have a friend who's a, a half-elf who... Um, was overcome by these powers as well. Like pretty much everyone at that outpost was. So I, I don't think that there's any rhyme or reason to who gets targeted, but when it, we don't understand how it's working and it could be anyone. I don't see any reason to suspect any one group in particular. Okay. When you say half elf, you do notice that his like eyes kind of like look toward his house and he looks back at you. So roll, Persuasion, and since you mentioned half elves, roll it with advantage. Ooh. <laughs> half elves. Uh, fourteen. That's pretty good. Um, let's see how receptive he'll be. New dice, new dice. Chandri's oh. <laughs> also. <a> half elf. <laughs> All right, uh, low number. Uh, mm. oh, well. That is that is concerning. Um, so unfortunately, anyone is really receptive to what the lady's capable of. And I think that we would all do better to be on the same team and together we're stronger against them that way. And uh, what is uh, what can a regular person do against this? Support those that can actively fight it. Mm-hmm. And assist in any way possible. Mm. 
Might be a good discussion to have with Alpez. He'd probably be aware of some of ways to prevent. Yes, his uh, his hesitancy has been very much uh, influencing me. So he understands these things much better than I do. So if he thinks it's best to be cautious and keep them outside, then I think that makes the most sense. And if it wasn't their fault for them attacking us or these particular goblins didn't attack us, then my heart goes out to them and that's why they get to be by our strong walls, but, hmm. Well, Meshach, who uh, is a big part of the goblins, she's very in tune with what's going on. She actually gave us a lot of advice for what was happening with the Lord and Lady and sort of mm. how to protect ourselves and what to be weary of. I think she's important to keep around. Is that the, like... Yes. She's the weird one. She means well. Yes, my uh, my littlest one thinks she's very funny. <laughs> her, I her find her funny. She watches over are quite sweet. Hmm. Well, I can understand things with little ones now. All right. I think you're probably right. But I need to know what's going on with what's on the road. I need some guarantees for safety. And if we can... The people that have been against them coming in here picked me because I'm reasonable. So I want to be reasonable. And I don't want people to think that I'm just anti-goblin. Um, but uh, the, there are concerns. People live here. People have been, felt safe here. And if these folk are just like the rest of us and need a place that's safe, I am... I particularly could use some work. I could use some hands here if they are good with woods. I know that these goblins did live in the forest of the West. So, uh, if I can understand something, if Brother Olpez can agree that whatever supernatural threat that affected these people and has apparently affected others can be somehow either protected against or at least know that they are no more a threat to us or they're they are no more likely than us to be affected and then or equally so and if the road can be they are not part of this thievery on the road then i can convince the more extreme elements that well they suggest you know take their wood and trust that it's sturdy now uh, but I can't just turn on a dime. I need some guarantees. Does Tiffin know where your shipment got to before it suddenly disappeared? Does he um, know the I, general area where uh, it's vanished? Uh, well, over some brew, we just kind of ruminated that it was probably somewhere along the northern road, since that's the way it was supposedly coming. I want to well, speak to this Tiffin. All right. Well, we know he's, Tiffin. At, he's at the plow address. I know Tiffin. Mm-hmm. Who's Tiffin? He's, he's a, a bartender. 
Yeah, he's very kind. He's mm. very nice. Um, he's well, the dragonborn bartender. Tiffin Grayscale. I'm really Nick. sorry about your shipment, and we're going to try our best to figure out what happened, because it's, I understand that's a big deal. Frost we'll, Elm is... Um, well, I felt very fortunate that I could even get some. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes from far to the north, and uh, there's apparently some more other difficulties in that direction as well. So uh, the fact that it even came down from Elm and beyond, uh, well, and I had a commission in uh, in Oak that would have made this uh, a very big boon. So uh, without it, I'm actually uh, in a very poor place. So, does Frost Elm have any like magical properties, or is it just like a very high quality wood? Do you know? Uh, my understand. My understanding is that it uh, it is uh, very effective um, against cold, and that um, you can either. F- my commission is to fashion some uh, variety of wooden shields and armor pieces uh, that might be. Uh, as a, a test of some kind, and then also uh, just making boards. It takes a certain amount of skill and my reputation, apparently, to uh, my patron in Oak is uh, that I would do well with it. Um, and then, uh, uh, to be very honest, I think that maybe working it here in Ginnon, where it's more out of the way, is more advantageous to someone working it in Oak, where it might be in the city of Oak, or it might be more conspicuous. So um, I think that is also part of, I'm not not so vain to think that my skill alone is what has uh, uh, caught the attention of my patron. Right. That makes sense. Well, we'll, we'll go talk to, uh, to Orpez and Tiffin and see what we can find out for you. Thank you. I don't want to be difficult. I'm just uh, trying to be the voice of people here. We understand. Thank you for being reasonable. Mm -hmm. And that wood outside that their homes are made of, well, you can guess where that came from. Have you seen it? Well, we didn't build it, but the wood. <laughs> right. D- did you see the wood? No, he's saying he gave them wood to build homes out of. Uh... <laughs> he just kind of looks at you. Uh, what... As... How, um... Yeah, he has been eyeing you, Julius, quite a bit. <laughs> like... <laughs> How can I build out of you? No, he's not. That's, no, he's, no, he's just, just curious. Just I'm, just, I know. <laughs> I'm making a really bad joke. No! Yeah, yeah. Please! No. If I carve a bit off of you, is it, is it your skin or is it wood? <laughs> um, this got to a dark place. Yeah. Can, can you please uh, put a little bit more description in the place? Like, more, like they're, ch- they're cutting wood. It's a... Uh, like, I, Carmichael, have worked at a cabinet factory, so I can imagine some modern version of this. Um, yeah, it's... Um, how much it's lumber not... is going around here? Uh, 
he's got like basically like there's like a, an enclosed like a house um and uh that's a couple stories tall that's the shop and then they probably live above it um stone like 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 the rest of of Genin. but then next to it he's got uh it's like a covered area where he works so it's open air um that looks like it has some uh like probably movable walls for if a storm comes so he can close it up but he mostly keeps it open to the air um and there's a variety of benches and workspaces there's uh like a rack of tools and saws there's lots of knives there's a place to sit and then there's a variety of wood both like in the behind the building you can see like trees that have been felled that haven't been planed or anything and then there's smaller cut pieces of lumber there's larger lumber um he mostly seems like he makes uh cabin tree cabin tree is that right, right, right cabinetry 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 yeah. he seems yeah. to be a cabinet maker mostly but then there's also um general because he's the the only one around here um so there's looks like his son's working been working on fencing like fence posts and that kind of thing um, there's small wooden crafts and that kind of stuff too that have a variety of skill. Like it seems like he's kind of a universalist, generalist, but that he, you see cabinet pieces for the most part. Where do you get uh, most of your lumber? Oh, we, um, we, we, there's plenty that's uh, locally sourced and then, um, uh, if it's something more fancy that comes in for a particular, um, uh, we've got we've got pieces that have come up from the sea that have aged and changed that people want things made of. We've got uh, uh, standard just pine that makes its way here. But yeah, it's um, a tree is a tree, as you, you know, and then. Um, People like different characteristics of, of wood, and so uh, uh, elm or oak have different functions, and some people like the the looks when they're stained, or uh, some shape better than others. Some are more pliable, some are stronger, but maybe uh, easier, more brittle. It's just, uh, it's wood. It comes from the ground, I guess. Okay, come from let's. <laughs> uh, I don't think I don't think it's ever been a, a person. If that's what you're asking, I think it's all just been trees. Well, trees, trees do have their ways as well. I I think I understand what you mean. Well. uh continue on your work I suppose That's and I'll good. wander off hmm. do we go ahead do yeah. we know where the uh crap what did you call it the, the house of light and dark yes that. Yeah, the uh, the uh, like religious <laughs> centers of Ginnon are, are near the town square. Okay, um, so house, we would have like probably seen it. Yeah, the, the House of Light, Light and Dark is distinct in that it is a round building. It's perfectly circular. 
um, mm -hmm. and it has uh, like glass windows or like obsidian windows all the way around it. Like it, uh, it is round with a, like a, the roof comes to a point perfectly round and then it has like the walls are round too but they're made of some kind of glass so round like kind of like a cylinder or round like a sphere um cylindrical because it's a, still a building right but yeah yeah okay a circle the, the the foundation of it is a circle and the roof is a circle that comes up to a point point so like a silo yeah yeah but but but, but only like squatty squatty it's silo it's a cone cone on top of a cylinder. It's a yurt. It's a yurt. Yeah, it's like a it's yurt. It's a yurt shape. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. a big yurt. Got it's it. Very much like a yurt. But cool. But uh big. and big. Right. Yeah. And stone. Got mm -hmm. it. Stone yurt. Stone shape. yurt. Great. Understood. Allie. Um okay, so I just want to clarify something real quick. Uh Kieran Deeproot, is he the king? He's the king of spring. He's, He's the, the, prince the, the prince and oak. Print the prince and oak. Prince of Oak. Okay, and then Prince in Oak. In Oak. Okay, and then what is it he he wanted to take over some of the kingdoms? He wants to uh, essentially Oak and Elm and uh, these other country little countries are part of a greater country. That's mm -hmm. that uh, Spring is the capital of, and Spring is on its own little island. It's the Zarkin kingdoms, and uh, and so Kieran Deeproot is like prince of Oak. So each each little country has is a princedom and has a prince that's in charge. He wants to break away from Spring and be and have Oak be its own nation. And there's a lot of support for this. And like the uh, British Commonwealth. Right. Right. Got and it. So, Deldrin We've been watching Lightseer. a lot of Crown. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Deldrin Lightseer is the king in spring, and mm -hmm. and he's an elf. And then, uh, yeah. So there's. So with and, but now, he hasn't been like it used to be that the monarch in spring would come over the channel and and visit and and be a king around, and people were really happy about it. Um, so they broke off from. There's older history where. The Zarkin kingdoms broke off from uh, Palach, as Palach used to be in charge of everything, and then it, you know all sorts of things happened. Uh, so, so would you uh, consider spring to be like north, or would that be more like northeast? It's northeast. So the it's on its own from... island out there in the Mary Sea. Okay, so when you say like the wood came from the north, it would be coming more towards from Elm. More, yeah, more elm ice wastes, uh, northern elm where trees still grow because nothing really grows in the ice wastes. Yeah, okay. that's where the frost elm. You you might be familiar with frost elm, uh -huh. um, though I'm it would have been further further north in the in yeah. the in the nation of elm <laughs> in the yeah, prince dome of elm. <laughs> okay, um, so when we're like further away from him, mm -hmm. um, Ash, are we moving? We we're moving. We're going. Bye. Yeah. Bye, Zeb. We're going to the house. Of light and yes. dark. Okay, great. Yes. I just want to ask Ash a question, like, away from him. Sure. Um, how much do you know about, like, politics drama that's that's going on right now with Kieran Davenport and trying to take Davenport. over, like... Deep root. Deep root. Deep root. Sorry. 
Davenport. Davenport. He's 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 an I East Coast. I know exactly what my nowhere. friend did. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, with they had you on the me. It's on the dab. Get the drink off the Davenport. No, that's the Schiffer robe. Uh, <laughs> um, with uh, with Karen Deeproot. I mean, because they said he said he wanted the the uh, the frost elm to make shields. Do you think maybe someone might have tried to take the wood so they could make shields instead? That they don't <clears> want to be a part of the war or to one up? Well, that makes sense, but it doesn't. So, what you're essentially saying is someone from Spring would have stolen the uh, the wood that was meant to be used in oak. Yeah, like maybe they knew it was coming from the north, so they traveled over there and they took it. Maybe. Just... Yeah. It yeah, also... I mean... Uh... It's... <laughs> Go ahead. As aside from it just being valuable wood, I think that makes sense that whoever intercepted the shipment probably knew about the shield and armor commission and um, is on the other side of it. That would make sense. Yeah, I was kind of going to agree that it could be that. It could also just be that it's difficult wood to get and it is expensive and it could just be that it's valuable so maybe they maybe it is someone trying to like i don't know sell it on the black market does that exist i don't know yeah. and the hog yeah, is i can confirm I, it does <laughs> okay and and i think the do we want to believe like, the pirate <laughs> <laughs> too soon ash too soon when it comes to clandestine dealings yes yeah <laughs> I mean, but a person the who one knows who isn't truthful about his history with his family well I was and, being sarcastic with Chandri. She understands. So was I. What's sarcastic? But it's not right now, Julius. Um, but Chandri, I, I do think Ash kind of has a point in the sense of you might be our, our biggest um, factor in that if there were goblins that were part <laughs> of this raid, that they just did it for survival or something. It has nothing to do with their race and... I mean, you you chose to be a pirate and did lots of things, and you're a good person now, so... Yeah, I mean, I guess there is always the option that it, goblins could have been involved. Um, I don't know. Because everyone has to um, do stuff to survive. It doesn't matter. I want to know, I wanna know who Tiffin's source was. True. Or if he's just speculating. I'm just saying... Exactly. We can go ask him. Yeah, I'm just saying a lot of them are homeless right now, so... You might do something just so you can eat. Well, right. Yeah, but I think the idea is, well, I guess if they were got a cut from it, they didn't rob the shipment themselves, the people that are outside the wall right now. Because yeah. you so, bring up a good point. Well, yeah, Chandra, that, that's a good point. But Mars, that's, you know, these people would have had to know enough information to know when and where the shipment was coming and then be able to transport all that wood to somewhere and then sell it. Like, that yeah, seems to require most, a lot of planning. Yeah, I mean, this is reaching, but I think if goblins were involved, it was simply because they needed to earn a, a silver to eat, and so they just did it, but they didn't have ill intentions upon it. Sure, but I'm going to go ahead and say this feels like 
organized crime, okay. especially with the note that was left. Yeah, like if if somebody just happened to see a valuable wagon coming down the road and they're opportunists, that's one thing, but this doesn't feel like that. It feels like it was organized and planned. It was a hit. So Mm -hmm. I don't think that some homeless goblins who are down on their luck are going to be in cahoots with whatever organization planned this. Because wouldn't it, if it was just the robbery, like, like you said, like opportunist, then there would be, there would probably still be someone left to either make it to Genin or make it somewhere to send word that, hey, we were robbed and it was these guys. It's a good Mm -hmm. point. Well, there's nothing that seems more sinister than just... Stick them up. We're gonna steal your stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, do you want to talk to Zeb or sorry, not Zeb. Uh, Olpez or Tiffin first. Olpez. Olpez. Let's yeah. Let's go see what Olpez's deal is. Okay. And then we'll go talk to Tiffin and see if we can sort out the shipment mystery. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, quick question. You make your way. Down to the House of Light and Dark. Um, Uh, Jared, super quick question. Uh, On the way there, are there any signs of, like, parks? Yeah, there's, um, there there is, there are trees. It's kind of like New York City, you know, where there's trees on the, on the walkway. So, like, every now and then there's trees. People have, like, there is green space. Um... It's all. It all feels very specific. Like it's designed. This whole place is designed. Like they, they, when they built it, they built every road, and everything was built kind of all at once. Okay. With, Thank with you. purpose. But yeah, there, there is green space. There's gardens. People have little yards uh, and that kind of thing. Uh, it's not just stone. There's a cafe. There's a black box theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, little, I think I, there's a coffee roaster. Places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's actually like really attractive for young couples. Uh, you know, <laughs> open mic improv on Sunday nights. <laughs> there's a brewery just up the way. Yeah. Um. Okay, so uh, yeah, you you make your way to the the House of Light and Dark. So everybody, uh, there is an. Uh, entryway um there are several but uh uh do you go in yes okay so make perception check sixteen dirty twenty nice five five no six eighteen eighteen all right twenty six eighteen dirty twenty uh the ceiling of the House of Light and Dark is uh, it's all the constellations. So it's kind of like Grand Central Terminal, but actually like proper. And uh, I guess with 26, who had the 26? Julius. The Julius? Yeah, that makes makes sense. 22. Uh, 22, 22. But the 22, Julius, particularly because you're used to being outside. This is tonight's, this is what tonight's sky is gonna look like. Cause you're aware of how it changes 
Uh, and you're like, oh, that looks just like kind of how it was last night and how it's probably going to look tonight. Um, hmm. And then there's uh, along the windows, you do see there's like the everybody else can notice this too. Well, maybe not Chandra with the five, but like the <laughs> uh, the above the windows are uh, icons of the moon and like the moon station kind of like how it's going to look. However, it's not broken, it is whole. So unlike uh, most times when you see the moon, it's got a chunk and a bunch of stuff coming off it. But this depiction, you can tell it's the, the way the moon changes as, it, as the month goes along, but it's a singular piece. So that's kind of strange. Um, and then the way the sun is coming in, there's like this obsidian glass that's making it pleasant but still quite bright coming in. So like it seems when you're looking around, especially those of you who have the higher uh, perceptions, is that this is building is designed to let light in no matter what time of day and no matter what time of year. And also in that design of it seems to be bringing in, it has some kind of function, spiritual or technical for when the sun is here we know exactly what time it is if the moon is here we know exactly what day it is uh we know our position like there's a lot of information that can be gleamed by just the light and by just the sky while you're in this building yes um can i roll a religion check just to see like because um, I'm proficient in religion, so I'm just curious if Marza would know anything about this religion. Sure. Okay. Uh, 24. Yeah. So, as you notice, with the way the light works and with the size of this building, with the light coming in one side, one side is quite bright, and then it gets kind of shadowy, on, one, on, on the middle and then the opposite side because of how big the building is it is quite dark but since you're into the season you're starting to get into the season of light there is more light in this room than darkness and you can put together that in the middle of the season of dark uh, that it would be more dark inside and then during shadow uh, waning which you're in now you're at the end of now the light is coming more into the building and then during shadow waxing the light uh, leaves the building and this is a physical representation for worshipping of Father Light, Mother Dark and the Twins of Shadow that the House of Light and Dark is a worship center for those gods that have all kind of collapsed into a singular place so instead of them each having their own uh, temple it's just one but it does represent all of them okay that's cool mm-hmm um Chandri. Yeah. Do you, you you worship the 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 twins of shadows, don't you? Nope. Uh, <laughs> I think you're thinking um, someone else. Oh no! What I I'm worship is is she's player knowledge. I know that she saw them while she was praying, but she didn't know it was. That she she is a half elf of shadow elves. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, no common misconception. Um, I uh, have a relationship with Melora. 
but not with any of the old LV religions. It's, it's interesting that this house represents all of them. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I haven't spent much time in places of worship in my life, but um, yeah, it is interesting that they're all kind of convening. Sorry, my earpiece fell out. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and uh, uh, as you all are kind of taking in this space, it's very different. It's very open. There, there are small pillars that are holding up the ceiling, but the way they're placed is to not, like, block view of pretty much anything. Like, there's really nowhere to hide in here. Um, like, it's meant to be unobtrusive as possible to let as much light move through. So however it's designed, these like randomly placed pillars of stone that hold the ceiling up. Um, it doesn't seem like they should be able to hold the ceiling this large with how small they are, one. <laughs> but uh, they are, it's hard to hide in here. So there is, as you walk in, there is a, uh, a individual, he's wearing... Uh, a fairly simple, like robes of, of gray, light, and uh, gray, white, and black. And uh, he has a shaved head, and he's just sweeping. He seems to be human. Um, he's sweeping the floor, and he looks up. And says, oh, um, haven't had. Uh, wasn't expecting anyone today. Uh, oh, welcome to the House of Light and Dark. How can uh, how can we help you? Oh, thank oh, you muted, for yeah. having us. Hello. I was muted. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, we heard that there's bits of drama going on with the goblin situation. Indeed. And, uh, how are you feeling about it? We're looking for Brother Olpez. Oh, I, I am he, the uh, the only one. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. Well, uh, I'm, uh, I spent a lot of time in meditation over it. I haven't, um, felt a strong pull one way or the other. Uh, I'm kind of unsure, not that, um, they're unwelcome, but there's, uh, the things move oddly about them. Uh, don't know how to explain that. I'm sorry. Um, uh, maybe if you could ask me a more specific question, I'm, I don't know. Well, uh, we had, oh, go ahead, Chandri. Oh, no, you go. Uh, 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 well, we had kind of our own encounter with the Lord and the Lady. Oh, um, yes, I'm, uh, aware of that. It's like uh, like someone putting bitter root in your tea. If well, that makes sense. Yeah, she didn't enchant any of us, fortunately, but she did Good. enchant an entire town of many different races and people. That was the happening out west, was it not? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. I've uh, felt felt that um i guess uh 
the intrepid heroes of Ginnon are those I can thank for uh, bringing back or taking away the heat, as it were. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll ever have that cold again, but uh, things are not unbalanced. Or they're more balanced than they were. Perhaps that's more accurate, yes. Speaking of balance, hmm. we ran into a dragon that was trapped in a sphere. Oh my. <laughs> um, and what did, was it a friendly dragon or an unfriendly dragon or? To be what? determined. Well, yes, let us say that it's unclear, but we I at least myself I can say that I feel that its intentions are not good. Well, that's um very unfortunate. I I was going to say speaking of balance does the phrase scales the balance mean anything to you? Hmm. Unfortunately, no. Um, we forgot to ask Zeb about that. Uh, I'm always interested in um, the play between things. Um, seems to be uh, part of what uh, this place is about, if you, as it were. Um, mm hmm but no, um, the yeah, the the world is in uh, things are very strange, of course. Um, but uh, no, things also move oddly about uh, something with those goblins. I uh, haven't um, found the courage to go and investigate further, unfortunately. Annette. There's something. I don't know. You know them? We know well, a couple we know. of them. Meshach is a sort of spiritual leader for them. I feel like, mm. you know, her ways might be different than yours, but she serves a similar function for her people as you do for yours. And she seems well-intentioned. Yeah, she very much sensed uh, what was going on with the Lord and the Lady and knew that it wasn't good, and she was very helpful to us on our on our quest. And she's just trying to protect her peoples. Plus, having someone who's that sensitive to, you know, the movements of the Earth would be an asset to the city. Like, I think you would all benefit from letting her and her people inside. She Maybe you could go that. talk to her and she could clear up what the weird feeling you have is. I have been talking with our gardener friend about such things, too. Hmm. Oh. Gardener friend. The tranquil. Hmm. Oh, right. Well, there's one here, too? Yes. That, yeah. yeah. His name is Lawson. Uh, oh, that's right. Lawson. <laughs> Ah, this is... Olsen Twain. Olsen Twain. Uh, Twain. Twain. Mr. Olsen Twain. Mr. Twain. Hey, it's fine. 
<laughs> uh, he, he, he see him kind of look at the ceiling and he's like looking at where the light falls into the floor. Hmm. Very curious. Can I look at what he's looking at and see if I know what it is? Yeah, you sure can. Uh, What do you know about astronomy? (laughs) I would know celestial navigation. You would. Uh, Make an investigation check. Chandri, what you got for me, Tazu? Uh, that's a oh. big old three. I Man, rolled a that, three too, uh, but that's, that's a total of five. Ch- Chandri, <laughs> since you have astral navigation because of being on the sea, I'll let you roll that with advantage. What you got for me, Julius? That's a one. Yeah, I want to roll. Th- this is a, a, a twelve uh, for me. Yeah, th- this uh, building being a like mortal creation and not like grown out of the ground it's a little bit beyond you right now uh you know that that's the that's tonight's sky and you can see where he's looking where the light is coming through and intersecting chandri uh you notice that um where he's looking seems to be where light and dark most converge on the ceiling and the uh uh, constellation happens to be one that's a tree. Um, it represents, it's usually like kind of like a Yadrasil thing. It's like a tree of the world type of constellation of like natural phenomenon and like druidic uh, representation in the sky. Um, mm-hmm. But so, but it's, it's a tree. At least if you draw it as one, it's a constellation, but <laughs> Yeah. But you know that that's, that's the like tree constellation. Uh huh. And so he's looking at that, and then he's looking at Julius. <laughs> <laughs> well, perhaps uh, if you know them, you can take me to them, and I can find bravery in your company. I don't often leave uh, even this space, as it were. We would love to take you to Nisha. Very good. Let's, um, I think uh, we should waste no time. Great. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. go. All right, so as you, as you guys exit, like, he gets toward the door, like, and you, like, the exit one of the exit portals and he kind of like has his feet on the edge of the stone and it's kind of like touching the frame and looking out with some hesitancy Julius will extend their hand all right so he looks at that and he kind of looks back toward the ceiling and reaches out and takes your hand Julius and steps out onto the ground Takes a deep breath and then he doesn't let go of you, Julius. He's got you. It's not like a, it's not a vice grip, but he's got you firmly. He's not gonna let go. <laughs> um, he's not old. He, he's human. He shaves his head in some kind of for for probably religious reasons, but uh, he's probably like 
30. Like, he's not an old mm. human. And it's also odd that a human would be the, like, religious leader of this place. But, you know, religion's weird. <laughs> but uh, Quote of the day, religion's weird. <laughs> so, uh, so he just follows along. He doesn't, he just seems to be kind of taking in being outside. He doesn't say much. As we're walking over there, um, I want to say to Tazu, um, I know this might be a reach, but my, my brain sort of put these things together. The, the note uh, that we got, it says scales to balance, and we kind of released a dragon on balance sphere. Do you think they're related? Scales the balance? Scales the balance. Um, scales the balance. Are we saying this in order? I- Um, just a play on well, I guess it it depends on it depends on when that shipment came through. Yeah, just I don't know, the word play was interesting. Made me think about it. It seems it, I don't know if the timeline lines up mm-hmm. because we were in balance sphere several days ago and who knows when that shipment was sent Mm -hmm. so because it was coming she said that was coming from Oak Mm -hmm. or that direction I I just I don't know if the timeline lines up the shipment wasn't coming from Oak the 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 commission was for a client in Oak, but the shipment was coming from the north. It was coming from Elm, no, from the province of Elm. Right, but it was found in the ore shipment. Yeah, the note was in the ore shipment, but oh, the ore yeah, yeah, shipment yeah. was coming from Oak. Yes, or that direction. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it was so, coming from Oak to yeah. Genin. Yeah, it seems the like most, shipment. most shipments come from the Eastern Road because that's the one that goes to Oak, which is the nearest big place. Like, like Ginnon is a crossroads where there's a you know North South East West Road. That's the main gates, and then mm. the and usually shipments come from the Eastern Road, even if they're coming from North, because they usually come from the North through Oak because they could be shipped down. Like not a lot. Like the yeah, that dr- makes sense. Just because of the way civilization is, like it doesn't. They don't usually take the northern road directly. And would we mm-hmm. know how long of a travel that is? Um, by by like cart, it's yeah. a while. It's it's right. uh, a, a couple weeks or more, probably. Okay. Probably yeah. Probably uh, by cart, probably a month. Because a big longer. big shipment of ore would be heavy and it would take Mm -hmm. a long time to take so yes because the dragon encounter was a few days ago i don't think the timeline lines up plus what does it mean then i don't know i just thought of the words and the coincidence and thought maybe something was there it is a coincidence and that might be all that it is Gonna play like four four layer four D chess. Is it? Yeah. Is it just me throwing you a red right. ring, or is it something? <laughs> yep. Um, all right. It's an so interesting you, thought, though. You you make your way to the uh, western gate, um, where the little like 
shanty town for goblins is uh, on the outside. And <laughs> shanty at, at town the, for goblins. <laughs> at, at the uh, gate, Brother Lopez is again very like hesitant because this is an even bigger step outside. <laughs> um, I hold out my hand. Yeah, so he's got Julius, and now he's got Ash. <laughs> so he's like, <laughs> um, takes a big breath. You can uh, Ash in his hand. You can feel his heart is beating very fast. Um, it seems that going outside of places is a difficulty for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he you know takes a deep breath and then takes small steps, but there. He's not slowing down. He's just taking small, direct steps to go outside the gate, but he's not letting go. <laughs> he's not letting go of your hands and your limbs. Um, and then you hear the familiar Meshach's doing something. Uh, there seems to be a uh, like midday meal, uh, afternoon meal going on. Uh, and then she sees you and once again reaches into her robes and like, rips off something to chew so she can speak common. Um, and then... Hi, Meshach. Come we brought me. you... We brought you a a, a new friend. He's not he good food. To. It's not what food? He's not good food. Meshach, what? he's... To eat him? Were you gonna eat him? <laughs> <laughs> She's joking. Ha. Wait, are you guys cooking something? Because I'm kind of hungry. Oh dear. Good goblin food. Is it? Cop, cop, cop. Would I like it? Probably not. Yes. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll try listen. it. I'll, I'll. They've, they've got bring, a. I'll bring. I'll uh, bring Brother Opez with us, mm-hmm. so he can be part of the meal. Yeah, there's a uh, like cauldron boiling. Uh, seems to be some kind of food slurry of uh, water and some kind of vegetables, some kind of grain, and there seems to be a whole animal in there. Mmm. Whole animal. Mm. Yeah, you know, like you do. Like a like a stew. Yeah, I was going to say, that's how you make stew. Stew with, like, some kind of, like, squirrel or something just floating in there. (laughs) Mm. Squirrel stew. Like, it's very obvious. Like, you're, like, looking at the animal. You just tossed it in. Um, They're cooking. It's boiling. Yeah. Uh, So, Meshach, this is uh, Brother Olpez. Mm -hmm. Um, He's sort of a spiritual leader here in Genin, so I thought that you two might be able to talk to each other about uh what what you goblin folk would like and where you're coming from and why and just sort of get to know each other better mm. she shakes her rattle is like, elder touched mm. elder touched what does that mean mm. he, <laughs> brother Lopez is kind of like shocked by this but he kind of settles down to her level Pat him on the shoulder. Yeah. Uh, yes. I. Uh, that's my calling. Hmm. They both just kind of are like taking one another in. 
And they are some kind of like spiritual communication. She's she rat, she's rattling a lot. But when she rattles, he, he doesn't take his eyes off it. Like he stays locked onto her. And she goes. Mm-hmm. He just says, "Where are the the strange? Is it the right word? Where the the paired ones?" He's like, mm. like, "Come, little ones." Mm. So then, like the the kids. Like they kind of come walking over, and they actually usually you see them like they're little, like toddler, like a little bit older than toddlers as far as I mean toddler goblins still have to be able to you know do things. So they just like, but instead of their usual boisterous selves, they are very like reticent about whatever is happening here. She's like, come, come, come! So they they come over and and. Brother Lopez is just kind of squatting and he like puts his his hands out and like does a folding motion and then opens them back up and they they look at him and then they like both walk over and then in unison they put their hands up and they unfold them and then he he reaches out with his hands open and they one reaches their right hand and one reaches their left hand but at the exact same time and they like touch him um, everybody make Perception checks, and uh, nine, 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 eighteen, eighteen, uh, thirteen, thirteen, twenty-six, twenty-six. All right, Julius and Tazu. Um, you notice that in this moment, like when they make contact, the twin goblins. It's not just their hands moving at the exact same time. You two notice that their breath is is in unison. Uh, like every little tiny body movement is 100% paired. Like they're not, they, they are as if they're one being. And in this moment where they have touched, everybody needs to make a will save. Oh. Ooh. Wisdom save? Wisdom saving throw. Old school. Will. Fuck. Natural 20. Hey. Thank you, Eleven for the first Eleven. twenty. Hey, hey, wisdom. Yeah, wisdom. Sixteen. Sixteen. Six. Six. Dirty twenty. All right, sixteen, dirty twenty, and and natural twenty. Uh, so Tazu and Chandri. Um, you're kind of over, like your brain is kind of like overwhelmed. Like for a minute, you uh, like you just kind of like have to shake your head. Like you just, like a bright light came in and you kind of dazzled. You aren't quite sure how much time has passed because you do not take in what the uh, and what what was yours, uh, Carter? You were sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so sixteen, sixteen, and twenty six. Um, you see a light kind of like uh, emanates from one of the contacts with Brother Olpez. Um and uh, uh, there there's some kind of energy that pulsed out from there that waved over you, but you could at least like see, um, and you're not like losing time. And then uh, the same thing for you, Julius. But the the nat twenty 
uh, you notice there's there's a source of light that seems to be kind of consistent from where one little tiny goblin hand is touching one of Brother Opez's hand and where the other goblin is touching his other, there's a darkness. It's not threatening, it's just dark, um, which is bizarre to see in daytime. Um, and that there is an interplay of shadow between them that is also its own source. And uh, there seems to be some kind of uh, supernatural energy, magic-y type of exchange happening. You can uh, uh, you can feel it, um, particularly the nat twenty means you, you're like getting to witness and feel all of it. You can feel that there is a uh, a lot of power moving right now uh, in this location. Um, N not necessarily a lighthouse at night, but kind of like turning on a flashlight at night uh, if you were going to experience power as if it was light in the dark. So there is, uh, it is going somewhere. It is going as far as like, you know, as far as a flashlight will go in darkness. So it might not be so contained, but it's not like washing over the world or shooting up a firework necessarily, or a big one. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it settles down and the, the little ones like they disconnect and then they just like giggle and, and run back about their ways. And that's when Tazu and Chandri, you're kind of like come to with uh, the kids just kind of like going back to the stew pot. And uh, Brother Olpez is weeping and uh, Meshach's just standing there just going, mm -hmm. Uh, are I, you are I, you okay? I think that's a complicated question at this moment. Hmm. What has happened? Uh, it's difficult to explain something that hasn't happened in a long time. Mm. Um, you know of Father Light, Mother Dark, and. Are uh, these are elder powers? They, um, unlike magic that comes from uh, a place of fire or a place of ice that is tapped into and channeled and brought here, uh, the elder power is older. It's uh, not necessarily wild or chaotic. It is. It does have order but it sort of sits behind all things. Um, the elder powers are sort of the, the parents of all others. And so light, dark, shadow, as we can take them, uh, are, you know, fire comes from light, not light from fire, as you would think light sits behind that power and fire of course also touches on chaos and brings about its own plane but it would not exist without light um do you know why them lady would want them Meshach said that they draw power from the sources these old people oh um the old kingdoms that existed, the ones that came here and settled, uh, 
these ancient empires were of these folk, these people that were originated. Um, he gestures towards Chantry. He's like, part of your lineage is of people that came from shadow as a source of power as a place. And these twins are beings that are the embodiment of this. And there's been quite some time for a convergence. The last time was a time of great change and devastation. But change doesn't have to be evil. Hmm? Was that the Everwar? The Everwar constantly burns. Uh, The battle between these forces is the Everwar. Though they don't necessarily have to be in conflict, which was what Refuge was founded upon. And however, the destruction of this world to keep it safe from the Everwar was a consequence of these convergences. These little ones, and there's probably others like them, are a representation of that on the physical plane. They burn brightly and darkly if you were to see them elsewhere as I just did. And though they are but goblin children here, uh, they kind of transcend that, though I don't know if they ever will here or not, but they do elsewhere. I don't know if that makes sense. We all burn brightly or darkly here and elsewhere. Here they may be but candles, but elsewhere they are bonfires. And I haven't seen such a thing, nor expected to. Um, It was beautiful. Did you there was. See, yes. Were, so you're saying the elders or the elder uh, powers. Elder came, power. Came here? Well, they are here. Well, they are always. As the House of Light and Dark represents their being and as the current worship of those powers is kind of the inheritance of that. They are gods. They do exist and they exist because of this power or the power exists because of them. It might be circular. However, uh, their presence on Ginnon has been less involved perhaps because of what has happened before, um, of their will or of the will of refuge itself, I do not know. But these little ones 
the one thing they seem to have to say was that the words they want are as like to a spoken word in hail. Not the words that they want, but that someone wants. Um, I don't know what that wisdom means. Hmm. But that is what they wanted you to know. You say it again, Jared. The words they want are as like to a spoken word inhaled. Uh, I thought you said inhale like a hail. I did too. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, no, inhaled is in uh, like a breath. Got it. So would you agree that it is important to keep these children safe? We must bring them inside immediately. Um, Ooh. Okay. However, we need to... Um, I will I will do my best to impress that upon those who need to hear it. Um, and you feel that way about all the goblins, right? Not just the twins. Oh, they are their family. They must be here. And um, especially this, uh, this, I feel this, uh, well, you call her Meechak. She and I have much to discuss. Um, Uh, yes, we must get them in as soon as we can. Um, in the meantime, I think I can, uh, at least use my influence to bring in Meshach in the twins. If I keep them in the house of light and dark as a place of refuge, like they cannot deny me that I can't bring them all. Um, Maybe if Meshach seems to be in charge of them all, but if there are uh, goblins here that see them as their children, they seem to be not directly related to any of these folk. Hmm. So um, I can at least bring them in and Meshach if she wants to come in. And, but they'll have to stay inside the House of Light and Dark with me. That's fine. Um, yes, Zeb said he trusts your judgment. Uh we just still need to figure out what happened with his delivery to get him and fully on board. Um, I will tell him so that will help. Uh, I would hope he is a very reasonable person. Yes, he said he respects your spiritual guidance very much. He is an interesting fellow, but I think with his children or his wife and his children existing intermediate of places that he kind of understands something of what uh, I do in there. <laughs> well, let um, him know that we're, we're still going to figure out what happened to his shipment for him. That would probably be anyway. best. There are some people who um, are very much against these goblins and while I would like to say Ginnon is a place where everybody can be and everyone is welcome because they are, some people are people and do not feel other, do not feel that way. Um, however, they have elected uh, our dear Carpenter as their voice, which is rather wise on their point, I think. So, um, Opez, you seem to have changed 
You're more confident now. I definitely want to return to my house. <laughs> However, what has just happened here? Well, maybe not to anyone else, but to me is like a miracle. Wow. Well, I'm really glad we brought you to talk to Meshach then. Mm-hmm. But I let's you well. let's thank you for allowing us to take you out of your your place of comfort. Everybody make a perception check really quick. 30, 18. 30, 20, 18. 10. 10. It's fine. I got a total of 27 from a natural 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your, your passive will do. If your passive is higher, you can use that because this isn't like. Great. Yeah. 20 gone. <laughs> um, Brother Olpez's beard, which before was just a like chestnut brown. It's now green. It's now. <laughs> Uh, it's not completely this way. They're still brown there, but it seems that a decent amount of hairs from one side to the other have some have gone darker on one side down to kind of a gray in the middle and then now a white over in his sideburn. So one side side is very, very dark brown, almost black. (laughs) And then the beard is a mix of his regular chestnut and a gradient of dark to light. Dope. Can I roll an insight check to see if he's OCD? <laughs> um, you can roll an insight check. I don't know if you know what OCD is, and he doesn't have OCD. <laughs> he has agoraphobia. He has agoraphobia. It's <laughs> agoraphobia. Yeah. He has agoraphobia. I wanted. I wanted to say it. Uh, uh, if they knew of what such things were on Ginnon, he would have it. Eighteen. Eighteen. Uh, his particularities do not seem to uh, be OCD. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that's not going to drive him insane. <laughs> <laughs> he lives in he lives in a building and worships a like belief system that's built on balance <laughs> yeah. on a pendulum, a continuum, <laughs> yeah, a spectrum. So he tells the guard. He steps back to the guards. He was like, "I'm bringing these little ones." under my care to be uh, refugees and inside the house of light and dark, as is my right. And they go, oh, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Meshach is going to say, I stay. They will be safe with you. But I will be I stay until all. <laughs> We're going to talk with, with people, Meshach and get you inside. We'll get it sorted. Don't worry, Meshach. Uh, okay, so uh, he leads them back to the house of light and dark and uh, uh, if you could uh, or I, I will send for Zep and uh, and speak to him. He understands that uh, well, my way. Uh uh, and, and you see the little, the little ones go running in and they're laughing and they're like spinning around some of the supports while also like looking up, up at the uh, the ceiling going <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of like looks at them like he's like shocked that they are also children <laughs> and they'd be like children and he's like oh uh, well 
It's for the best. It'll be. It'll be. <laughs> they can share a cot. It'll be. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, uh. bro, uh, brother Opez, before mm. we continue on things that we're doing, um, you said something interesting on the way back. It was. It was your right to allow these two to be refugees in your home. Yes, here in the, here in the House of Blazonberg. Can you please explain to me what a refugee is? Ah. A refugee is someone whose home has been lost to them. Uh, whether destroyed or simply unwelcome due to the way the people are or affected magically or just they are no longer welcome to be there and they must abandon. And being forced from your home is difficult because you want to return. A refugee wants to go home, but they are looking for a place of safety and security where they can be and live while they are away. Our whole world is a such a place, a place of refuge where people can come from elsewhere and be safe until they can return home. Unfortunately, some people cannot return home. And their refuge becomes that home. By ancient right, the house of light and dark, as this whole world once was a house of light and dark, is can invoke such ability and can bring people in on our own accord though not without its limits due to um, not being everyone's religion. Um, trying to impose your will outward can often lead to conflict. So I was very confident that these two little ones would not be opposed by anyone that I said they were safe here and allowed under my security and safety and care. Everyone else, however, if I brought them all in, that might become a situation. And so the question is, do we continue to acknowledge the ancient rites and customs or do we let them go as we have let so much else go? Hmm. By declaring them refugees as they are, they've lost their home uh, through particularly nefarious ancient evil. They are under my care here, and then hopefully that care can extend to the rest, which I feel confident we can achieve. Well, thank you for your kindness and your will to follow us to the, to the gate. Um, well, uh, he looks back up at the constellation of the tree and looks back at you. I think maybe it was supposed to be this way. Anyway, uh, Good luck. I think we I think we can have some success here. So with that, we're going to bring uh, this episode of 
Fables of Refuge to a close. Uh, and when we pick back up next week, we will continue our uh, politicizing and investigations of this goblin situation here in Ginnon. Uh, all right. I uh, hope everyone is being safe out there. Uh, thanks to our patrons, as always. If you want to jump on and check that out, there uh, were mention of some some NPCs, some fan-made NPCs today that li- reside here in Ginnon. There's a uh, uh, Mr. Twen is one of those. The the <laughs> um, Olson Twen. And so uh, yeah, o- Olson Twen. Uh, yeah, we see you. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> And uh, yeah, so uh, thanks for watching. We're glad to be back. Uh, We haven't scheduled it, but we'll probably be playing next week. And uh, so I hope your holiday season is going well. I know it's difficult out there, particularly if you're in the United States. So stay safe. Uh, We care about your well-being. And we hope that you and those closest to you who you can be safe with have a wonderful time uh, in all this stress. And we hope we maybe gave you a little like entertainment and something to get away from that. So thanks for watching. Um, and as always, remember to be kind to one another, but never forget to be kind to yourself. Bye. Bye. Refuge is Ali Fitzgerald as Marza, Jared Sullivan as our Dungeon Master, Jess Ayers as Tazu, Carter H. Michael as Ash, Laura Daly as Chandri, and myself, David Carmichael, as Julius. The music for this campaign is made by Brian Metalias. This episode is brought to you by a group of arcane sorcerers, stone-cold monks, elite rangers, and eldritch knights who represent our fine supporters on Patreon. These fine folks have all taken it upon themselves to financially chip in to make it possible for me and everyone to be able to put more time and effort to fables. Every penny that goes to fables has gone to improving our consistency, technical quality, and the time to produce more stories for you. You too can get cool perks and roll a natural 20 for emotional fulfillment by visiting patreon.com slash fablesd20, where you can choose multiple levels of support and gain access to rewards like submitting character names. Hey, we need them. <laughs> Custom full characters. Go above and beyond and make a full-on character that will make an appearance. Or make a character destined to die. Give a character a fatal flaw. Watch that flaw come to fruition and watch them perish. We are regularly working on creating more rewards and perks for heroic backers. So please head over to patreon.com slash d20. That's F-A-B-L-E-S D20. 
appreciate it. Thank you. This episode was an uncut adventure, which we live streamed on Twitch and re-uploaded on YouTube. And then obviously posted on your favorite podcast platform. If you'd like to keep up with us, consider joining our Discord where we put all our announcements so you know when we go live, when we re-upload on YouTube, and when it drops here on your podcast platform. Go ahead and leave us a five-star review. I can't wait to read what you put. Let us know what you like about the show, which character is your favorite, what encounter, whether it's roleplay or battle, which one is your favorite. Tell us what you like about our show over another D&D show that you've heard before. If this is your first D&D show, tell us what you're digging about it. All right, until next time, thank you very much.